You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Mod Advisor and are able to give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. It's going to be a great year in 2022 at Florida Risk Partners now that IPFS is in the game with their total pay strategy, we can write excess and surplus lines and completely remove the agency bill from our agency. People, if you're not using total pay by IPFS, you're definitely leaving money on the table. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Having partners like Mineral only bolsters the fact that your clients do not care about the insurance. It's all of the value that you're able to add. And with partners like Mineral who can help with both HR and environmental health and safety, we can't help but win. This is Power Producer Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Shop Talk. Kyle is out today. He somehow managed to smash his finger in between two metal doors during the gender reveal for their next child. So congratulations to them first for having another baby boy. And also congratulations to him for probably somehow managing to get on the Darwin Awards this year. Because I don't know how that happened, but... It happened, and knowing him and his family, alcohol was likely involved. But anyhow, that being said, we are hardly downgrading co-hosts this week. I got my guy Ryan Deeds on here, and Deeds is one of the only people that can send me a LinkedIn message and say, dude, I got to get on the podcast. I got some stuff to talk about, and he's going to get my ear because I get hundreds of those from people who just want to come out and promote themselves and do all of that when this guy says i need to get on there i got something to share he's got something to share and we're probably going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff and you're going to like it because you always do when he comes on so um you know we were just talking about different technologies and things like that and you know i honestly don't even know what ryan's messaging is today but i know that we can go for three or four episodes here and get some really good 15 20 minute 10 15 20 minute uh shop talk so what do you want to lead off with man you know i mean i think today really why why i was like we need to start chatting is you know everybody's obviously heard about chat gpt and yep, everybody I was can- talking about it yesterday yeah. And so, you know, what I've, and I've probably spent about 150, eh, between 100 and 150 hours with ChatGPT, both on the programming side and on the utilization side. That's um, why I love you, brother. That's because I don't have to now. If, if I know the guy who knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, what I want to do today is I want to take it out of hype sphere, right? And I want to say, okay, if I'm looking at a producer and I'm a, I'm a lean running producer, I'm out to just kill it. How does this help me? And when we think about all the technologies that we've talked about, like Web3, Metaverse, all this stuff, those have applications that maybe are far-reaching and long-term. This right here will help you tomorrow. 
and, and it's one of those things I think people are like, uh, they're talking about chat GPT again, but you got to stop and listen because the challenge is you're going to, out of 10 producers, one of these guys is going to grab this thing and really figure out how to hypercharge his life and his production. And just, and I think it, once we, so I was like, you know, Dave has an audience, man, let, let's get in front of them and really talk through this. This isn't about enable, this isn't about anything like this. this is about how as a producer, do I use this technology today to make me better than the other guy? That's what it's about. Yeah, no, and I agree, and I, I appreciate you saying take it out of hype sphere, but let me let me back up for just a second, man, because there is so much buzz over this right now. It, I'm not going to compare and say that it's the same. All I'm going to tell you is the amount of hype around this is literally about the same amount of hype there was when the internet was first starting. You know what I mean? It's like we went from having no internet to having the internet where it is today. And with the amount of hype that people have um, around all of this stuff, it's like, man, I, I really feel like we're back in the early 1990s again. And, and, the, th and, and the reason I say that, Ryan isn't because it's this crazy awesome tool right now, which it has some some incredible features. It's because there's something out there. Everybody's talking about it. We know it has the potential to be big, but no one right now has any ability to comprehend just exactly where this thing ends. It right. may flop. It may be the greatest invention since the internet. You know, who knows? But that's, that's kind of where my head is. And I think that, you know, to your point, I think that the producers that are enterprising and resourceful are going to figure out how they can use it to their advantage. I also think that there are a lot of lazy producers out there that are going to think they are using it to their advantage when really they're just being lazy and they're doing more detriment to good in their approach. Well, 100%, I'll tell you this. So Stack Overflow, which is this huge tech site, right? Huge tech site. It's really kind of like where you would go for answers as a technician. Yesterday, they banned ChatGPT uh, answers because of the incorrectness of those answers, right? And those are some of the things, you know, we, we got to talk about the caveats and the pitfalls. The, to me, ChatGPT- that, That's the other problem with hype, right? Because yeah. now you've got, and the, the internet, you know, you've got- all kinds of inaccurate information. I mean, the, you, who you do, do you rely on for this stuff? You know? Well, and that's, I mean, you know, and, and that's the biggest pushback against this. But, but what I, so where I see this is in a much different, this is not a, you can obviously generate content with this, but to me, that is a secondary or tertiary utilization of this tool. And I think when you talk about a lazy producer that uses this ineffectively, that's, Hey, I want to write an article about this. They cut and paste and they put it up on a blog. That's and exactly who I'm talking about, because I will tell you, man, I don't think anybody, and I have investments in AI companies that produce content and does things like this, but I don't think that if you are using content marketing to build your personal brand, that anybody or anything other than you should be writing that content and pushing it out. Right. What about an outline? And, Give me and, an and, outline. And, and so about that, that's the article. point, right? So right. that's that's it, right? What are the main points I should cover in, or something that's, like that? Now you're going in and right. it's doing the it's doing its thing. It's giving you some bullets. That's perfect. Now go in and, and, and put your own flavor, your own spin on it, whatever you need, to, you know, whatever you can do. But what, what I've learned and, and as deep as you are in tech, I am every bit that deep in content based marketing, have been studying it like a fiend for 20 years. 
And I like to think I'm I'm reasonably good at understanding the trends and how people are, are using it and everything. And the one thing I can promise you more than anything else is people are if your voice resonates with somebody, whether it's a, a book or a video or a podcast, if, if people resonate with your voice, they want to do business with you. That's why it's called inbound, right? They they read something, it resonates, then they reach out, and now you have a lead. What happens when ChatGPT writes that article, the producer's completely unqualified to talk about the subject matter. Now you have somebody who got drawn in thinking they're going to talk to this, this subject matter expert that put this article together, and they're dealing with somebody that can't answer questions around it other than if it was something you know that they read in the article generated by machine learning. That's where I see it being a huge problem. But I also see everybody in the industry gravitating toward that. Oh, I mean, I'm going to be able to write blog posts and do this and do that and everything else. And but it I scares me to death. Yeah, but the, the thing is this. There, there's already a plethora of AI detection tools that have now come out because – you know, I think you're, what you're going to see is human authentic content becomes more valuable as I this agree. kind of as as that boilerplate kind of output um, becomes more recognizable, and we have the tools for it. Before long, you're going to have a Chrome plugin that you surf around, and it's going to highlight shit that's written by AI. Say, hey, this is all generated by AI. So, you know, when you look at the subject matter expert that's putting this out understand that the vast majority of this content was AI driven, right? And so I, I think that that is going to be kind of the the quick, like the quick hype thing on it. That's going to level out pretty fast. And what you'll find is help me create strategies around content. If you're going that direction, help me. What are 10 different blog posts that, that I could write about this specific niche in this problem, right? So then it's giving you inspiration and it's giving you lists of things that you now can take and say, okay, I'm going to take number three. Can you cre- help me create an outline for that? And then what would that structure look like? Now you take that and you go write that thing in your own voice. And so when you think about the process that it speeds up, that makes it much faster, in my opinion, for that individual. Right. Yeah, I could also see it being something where if you write that article, you could go back to chat GPT and say something like, I wrote an article on this. What are the best tags? What are the best keywords for me to use for SEO? Things like that. I think it would have an amazing uh, application. It's, it, the, the power, you know, so so for me, my problem is this, right? I I get to a place where I cannot ask enough. If I ask you 50 questions on the 51st question and it's three o'clock in the morning, you're going to be tired of me. You're gonna be like, dude, I'm done. We're done. Go to bed. Right. At that point in time, my ability to learn comes from YouTube and the internet. Right. And and that's an arduous process. What the problem is with ChatGPT is it is an unlimited source of learning. As long as you understand what its limitations are and you make sure that you're verifying and validating that. But when you start thinking about conceptual learning and your ability to just iterate over, uh, explain quantum physics to me as a three-year-old, explain insurance, the, the relationship between an MGA uh, carrier and an insurance agency, like a four-year-old, that's the kind of stuff that you can really just keep asking and keep asking, and keep asking that will help you develop. And that, and, and so because it's never turns off and I can treat it anyway, I don't have to be nice. If I ask you a question, I got to come and be like, Dave, how's this? How, you know, how do you think that you're just like, do this, do that. It's very command driven, man. And so I just find that if, it's accelerated my ability to learn so much and it's a problem a little bit because now I'm not sleeping hardly at all because I'm just <laughs> in this thing all the time. You know, it, it, it never turns off, 
but I think you're right. I mean, I think you have to really be specific about, and so like, I've kind of defined this for producers in a couple of ways. One is like niche research, right? Okay. Now not niche content generation, niche research. What are problems that this industry, and it's crazy because you can literally put the NAICS code in there, or you can put the NAICS industry name in there and say, hey, give me an overview of this, of their business problems, right? It comes back with a summary. Again, you're going to have to go and validate and verify that. But for you to do that in Google, which you would have to go verify and validate anyways, is going to take you four or five times longer than just asking ChatGPT to do that. And there's like four or five questions. What's the demographics of this industry? You know, how how would I market, create a marketing strategy to this industry? What are the business problems? How does insurance affect it? Those are just helping the producer start to conceptualize how the insurance will affect the bottom line, I think. Yeah, I think the other thing that you can do too is you can go in and, you know, I, I something I prob I likely will do in the future, just even if it's just to test it and see how accurate it is, is if I'm going to go do a baseline risk assessment for a new prospect, say, what are the top risk management items I need to know about this industry? Give them the NAICS or the SIC, you know, uh, from a from a safety and health perspective or whatever, right? Right. Let it spit it out. What are the top OSHA violations? You know, right. it, it, and for me, it's it's not um I really see it more as a shortcut to information that's already out there and it's aggregated a bunch of it. It's not like, you know, I've already got those tools. If I want to know what the top 10 OSHA violations are for auto services uh, businesses, I can I can go in and pull that information from OSHA's website. I can go in and pull it from any of the like KPA, uh, Mineral, any of the, the softwares that we use here. But it's a whole heck of a lot easier for me just to say, what is this? And let it let it do that. It, it, let it give me the information. I still have to go back and validate that, though. Right. I would right. I would still want to know. Yeah, it sounds a little bit weird. I don't understand how, you know, rotating perishable merchandise has anything to do with replacing brake pads. Right. You know, well, even that. I mean, you have to understand that ChatGPT will straight up lie to you. Right. Because yeah. it's the, the way that they've pro like, it's funny when you read the API documentation, what it says is. After it's set to a certain sensitivity level of creativity, it doesn't even know it's telling you a lie because it's just giving you what you think it wants to hear. So, you know, tools tools are just those. It, the better you understand it, the better you understand its limitations, the better you can see where it fits into your life. But I, an interesting exercise is, you know, tell me about a day in the life of an insurance producer. See how close yeah. it is. Right? Yeah. You know, stuff like that, because I think... What I what I know about technology, and I see this with my child all the time, right? If she hits a problem instantly, she's going to Siri to ask that question. That's just like built into her brain now. Like I, it's crazy how fast she does that. And if my goal by you know the end of this year, and it, and it may not be ChatGPT. ChatGPT is Pepsi. You know, there's going to be a Coke variety, a, sure. a Dr Pepper variety that comes out very. very well, I mean, soon. we did we did have Ask Jeeves before Google, Ryan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I, I tell you, it's just like you said at the beginning, you know, when I look at Google searches and my and what I thought was capable in November, in the beginning of November of 2022, and what I know to be capable today, two months later, it, it, I don't quite understand how we went from that to this that rapidly. I mean, I, I it, it is it, it's as cool and as magical a technology as I've ever seen because it's personally empowering you to there is no excuse now like I can't go watch Netflix because my brain's saying you could learn it's right there just ask the question get, get you know and imbibe that get that you know and so I think that the closer that you can have it to you the more you see how that plugs into your life and 
you know, I, the, NAI, the the niche research, that content kind of skeleton strategy stuff, um, and then general insurance information, and then strategy stuff. But if you you got to go into it with a, I want to get this out of it, because if you go in and write some songs and make some poems and do stuff like that, I think you'll just leave it, you know, because what? How the hell does that translate? But it's like so said, different. That's no different than the apps that you see for your phone where you could put face filters on that make you look like cartoons. And then next thing you know, everybody and their brother has a profile picture. That's a cartoon. It lasts for like 45 days and it's gone. Right. But if I paste an email in there from a, from a client and say, Hey, give me four or five ways that you might respond to this. Now I probably wouldn't take that shit verbatim, but what it does give me is a couple sets of eyes that, that I have at my fingertips that I can put on some, just like you said, Hey, this is an article I wrote. What do you think the user is going to take away from this? Right. Okay, great. Now, and, and again, you can, as you play with it, you're going to start to trust its insights more and more in certain areas and understand, okay, we've gone past the pale here. It's we're, we're down in the depths of this. And so, sure. I mean, that's, that was, you know, and there's, there's a ton of practical use cases, but I think I would challenge each one that's listening to this to at least be educated enough to make your decisions about where this falls in your life. And you may say, ah, this is never going to work for me, but get, get informed enough, play with it for a couple hours, trying to do some work stuff um, and see where your head is with it. Because I'll tell you, I'm working with a couple of the large agencies, CEOs, and they are on fire about this from, from a, helping validating producers be better, faster, helping, you know, uh, their account managers understand all kinds of information all over the place. You know, so I'm an account manager that may not have a deep expertise in X uh, niche. Now I can kind of ask some questions about that and make sure that I'm, here's a mechanism or you upload your user manual and now I can access that all the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. so this is coming for, those producers in those corporate environments pretty heavily um, as they look at ways to really drive that sales force. And I feel like, you know, we are, we on the independent side often lag behind that a little bit because we don't have access. We have the exact same access as they do today. And so um, I think we should take advantage of that while, while we do. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So what else do you think, man, from a producer's standpoint? And then I, I already know what my next question is, but that's going to require us to talk for the whole next session. So I'm going <laughs> to, when I ask the next question, we're going to wrap this one up and then I'll, I'll start recording the next one. But what, what have we missed? What are, what are other things that maybe we haven't thought about as far as just from a producer's role? I, I think if you go in there and, and, and you start conversating, I'm a producer and I want to grow my book by 40%. I'm targeting these industries. How would you do that, ChatGPT? And again, this is a question that you can ask like five people in your life. Who can you ask that to? You got to go to a Dave Carruthers. I got to go to, you know, a a Nick Hunt, uh, something like that to get that. This thing will give you those kind of frameworks where at least when you go and talk to those guys, you can now have another opinion that, that is out there that you can bounce it off of. I think that those kind of are critical components. I think learning, really using it to help you understand the business problems of those industries so you can use your insurance brain to tie back the solution of insurance to help that bottom line you know those are the most critical things and then you know helping you communicate in email and stuff like that but i think the key is use it as much as you can because this is this chat gpt may go away but there's going to be 20 other tools that are very similar to this using this prompt technology and you got yeah, to they're just 
year. They're the first. They're the first yeah. one we're seeing, right? And, and right. they're probably not even the first. They're just the first one that's actually the flywheel's caught and people are talking about it, right? That's There's right. probably multiple technologies that did something similar that was operating the shadows. And I'm not stupid enough to think that, you know, somebody just built this overnight. They've been sitting back waiting. And, you know, Google's in trouble, man, a little bit, I think, because Google could end up losing some market share over this just based on the ease of use for it for people, number one, and the type of responses that they get back. I don't know if it has anything to do with the layoffs and stuff that, they, that, that they're doing right now. I don't even know that it makes sense to project that. But one thing that I heard somebody talk, you know, you know, CJ Hudson Pillar. Yeah. yeah. So CJ was talking, um, talking about, I put something out on, on, um, on Twitter about it a couple of weeks ago and CJ commented on it. And he actually, or it may even have been Facebook, but he his he showed how he was using it to write code. I, I use it every night to write code it, because it because when I when I'm coding and I had hit a problem, I got to go to Stack Overflow or call a buddy or do a lot of research. Now I'm stopped. Now I'm focused on this. With ChatGPT, I can literally just be like, "Help me understand why this isn't working." Paste my code in. Or say, hey, generate code to connect to the Stripe API. I'm using Python. It's coming from a web page. Here's the framework. Where does this go in my code? Put and so I've already built a bot, a website. That mon- I've monetized like a Stripe access to this, tokenized it, and used ChatGPT to help write all that code. Because my fear was they're gonna they're gonna put a paywall or privatize this technology, and I never want to not have access to this. So the, that was my first thing: is I got to build private access for myself. Um, and then if it goes away, you know, we, we kind of bring some of that to the public at a cheap rate. Wow. That is a whole episode in and of itself too, man. So I'll tell you what, let's wrap up here because I do have a, I do have a, a very broad open-ended question that I think that we can probably talk about for 10 or 15 minutes. So ladies and gentlemen, he is Ryan Deeds. He is at Enable. And if you don't believe me, my guy's got tattoos of his company name on his forearms and giving him 100% credit was the inspiration for the cover of Dirty 130 because I came up with it after you were on the podcast, man. We're going to wrap up this one, and we will be back here in just a few. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes